0: Hello and welcome to the Gus show. Through the Gus show, I want to help listeners to get a better grasp of the crypto world by getting into conversation with some of the leading voices in the crypto space. And in this episode, I'm going to get into conversation with Avichal Garg. Here's a little about Avichal. Avichal is a co-founder and partner in the investment team at Electric Capital. Avichal is a successful serial entrepreneur with executive experience at Google and Facebook. Avichal is also a successful venture investor and was a part-time partner at Y Combinator. Avichal is one of the most thoughtful crypto and web3 advocates. I'm delighted to have him here and look forward to talking to him. So without any further delay, let's get into it. Hello Avishal, Welcome to the Guts show. So great to have you today. How are you? Fantastic how are you yeah i'm 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 also great yeah so to the first question of from heading 400 engineers at facebook to getting fascinated by crypto and web3 how has be how has it been and how how did crypto happen to you
1: ah good question so how did crypto happen um well uh, my co founder at Electric is a guy named Curtis, uh, Curtis Spencer. And uh, Curtis and I are old friends. We went to uh, uh, Stanford together, undergrad and grad school. And um, he comes from a distributed systems background. So he'd spent a lot of time um, uh, building various systems. He worked on things like protein folding at home. And uh, and in 2010 or so, he uh, came across Bitcoin and, uh, and thought it was brilliant because it, maybe solve the biggest problem that they always dealt with, which was, how do you get people to give you computational power? Um, and what he realized was maybe with uh, with crypto and with Bitcoin, you could pay people to just give you computational power. And So we looked at early Bitcoin um, from sort of a distributed systems platform lens and, um, and read through the white paper and were sort of enamored by it. And then stuck around as hobbyists and we sort of dabbled with crypto a little bit um, for, for a few years until, uh, 2016. And that's when I left Facebook and Curtis and I were exploring kind of where to go, uh, you know, what to do next. We thought we might start another company. Um, and, uh, and we're spending most of our personal time in crypto. We were investing in crypto. And so we were really investors in companies like, um, Dapper Labs, DYDX, uh, Bitwise, Anchorage, sort of a bunch of good companies of that era. And, um, and uh, we we're spending most of our time in it, and for us, it felt a lot in 2017 like very early internet. Uh, and so, you know, as we were spending more and more time in it, people started reaching out to us and saying, "Hey, can we get your advice on something? You know, how how should we think about Bitcoin? What's Ethereum? What's an ICO?" And so, in 2017, we were spending a lot of our time just sort of educating people. And uh, by 2018. Um, we were spending so much time in it and and we're doing all of our investments in that that it just sort of made sense to formalize what we were doing into an investment firm um, and and basically make it a, a you know, proper company. Uh, and, and so we treat actually like a electric like a startup, you know most of our firm is uh, engineers and and that's kind of how we think about building building our firm. Um, so it's actually in, in some sense going back to your four hundred engineers question, it's actually not that different you know from because most of the team is actually engineers, so we spend a lot of time actually. On how to you know build an efficient engineering culture. Actually,
0: amazing to know that. And like going to the next question, guys. So, uh, what excited you about crypto? And can you share a bit about your first
1: crypto experience as a user? Mm. Um, so, what excited me? I think uh, back to this idea of uh, you know how did we come across it as, as sort of as a distributed systems platform. Um, you know, for us, the like when you, when you sort of look at crypto through a, a, a venture lens or like an investor's lens, one of the things that's really interesting about it is that the systems make really fundamentally different tradeoffs than the Internet. Like the Internet was really about speed and scalability and throughput. And what we did is we, we took all of our data and we handed it over to a third party. And so we don't have privacy anymore um, and we don't, um, we don't really own our own data. Um, and so we under, we understand these trade offs, I think, on the internet now, sort of intuitively. Um, and uh, with with crypto software, you basically make the opposite set of trade offs, right? You own all your own data, or you can uh, you can custody it, you know, seizure resistant, you can get privacy back. Um, but what we really gave up were things like speed and scalability and throughput, right? We just optimized the system for different things. And um, when you see that as an investor, you know, what you're basically seeing is a platform that does the opposite of the previous platform. And whenever you have a platform that does the opposite of the previous platform, that's potentially very disruptive, right? Because what that means is that the incumbents have many structural disadvantages that are gonna make it hard for them to succeed in this new, in this new platform area. And so that to us is the most exciting thing here is actually that we have an entirely new platform that optimizes in a very, very different way at the software level and what that means is you're gonna produce very, very different applications um, on top of this platform. Um, and, uh, and for us, we're just so early in figuring out what those applications are gonna be that it, we think it's really, really exciting because over the next 10 to 20 years, we think that slowly eats up you know, a lot of finance, that eats up marketplaces, that's creator economy, um, and eventually, potentially, a lot of the core infrastructure of the internet actually gets rebuilt in this, in this new, better platform. Um, and so, you know, for us, that's, that's really what gets us excited uh, for, for the next decade is the, the potential of a lot of this technology to reimagine a lot of the, the products and services that people use every day on the internet, but imagine them in a much more uh, fair and transparent and open way.
0: Awesome, so, yeah, uh, okay, uh, next question uh you come from uh, you come with a great uh, tech experience like how how has it like helped you in crypto
1: uh that's a good question too uh how has it helped us in crypto you know i think a lot of um a lot of building in crypto at the end of the day there are obviously very different parts to it you know like building writing in solidity or thinking in distributed system uh you know you have to think about writing software differently but um there's a lot of things that are also very similar, right? You have to ask some basic questions like, well, who are your users? And what problem are you really solving? Um, and is this the best way to solve that problem? Or when you have you know, 10 or 15 uh, people working on something, how do you get them to coordinate? And how do you actually get them to solve problems? Because at the end of the day, humans are still humans, right? And so the human problems that you have are all the same. Um, you know, I think there's some pretty significant user experience and design challenges in crypto right now. I don't think we're very good at, at solving those problems yet. Um, and, and I think a lot of that is invariant. Uh, you know, the way that you think about designing really good software is sort of, um, it doesn't matter if it's crypto or not, you know, the, the end user experience, I think there are a lot of properties there that are very similar. Um, you know, marketing and community building, all of that stuff is also very similar. Um, you know, thinking about distribution and, and customer acquisition, a lot of those things are very similar. So. There's actually a lot that goes around the code, ultimately to make the application or make a business or make a protocol and and have a team and coordinate with that team. A lot of that stuff is actually very similar um, and and invariant. And so we we bring a lot of that perspective. You know, I think the, the, um, for us though, at at the same time, I think one of the big things and the reason that we love being in the space is so much is new, right? There are so many things that nobody could have predicted would have worked out the way that they have. and as, as a result, we're always learning, too. So, you know, it's a sort of constant balancing act for us. So taking the things that we know, that we know have worked at places like Google and Facebook, things that have worked in our startups, things that we've done in the businesses we've built, um, and the investing that we've done outside of crypto, and then constantly sort of reevaluating which of those things actually make sense in, in this crypto context. Many do, but a lot of times, uh, you know, many of them don't. And, and sort of, you know, it's a constant learning process for us as well about the things that don't.
0: No, no, uh, yeah uh, how crypto education can be more inclusive and uh, what can we do
1: um, well you know I think a lot of it is in the early days I think a lot of um, in any any platform shift I think a lot of it is sort of person-to-person um, Yeah, you know, doing it at scale is quite hard like because people are not necessarily looking for these kinds of resources um, and so, you know, the number of people out there that are searching for, you know, how do I write smart contracts in Solana is just is tiny. There's just not that many people sort of proactively looking for that. So a lot of what education ends up being, um, uh, in, you know, in, in a new space, is, is basically one-on-one. Right? People have to people who believe something have to go out and talk about it and and teach somebody. Um, and so, a lot of it is actually people taking it upon themselves to, to help educate. And so, things like this, this podcast, you know, it's it's a it's a good way to do it, right? It's a lot of it is evangelizing, one on one. It's people who care, and then they, they tell other people why it's interesting. And once people understand the why, then then they can get you know to look okay, at the, the what and how. Um, and so, I, I spend a lot of my time focused on that as well. It's just like how do you um, how do you how do you teach people why this stuff matters? And if you can teach them why it matters, then then maybe they'll be interested enough to figure out what to do and how to do it
0: great to know your thoughts on that and like uh moving ahead uh I would like to know what advice would you give uh to young developers like me and like what should we focus on
1: um well, on the first question, I think the best possible thing is basically what you're doing, which is just do it. Just get in there and start hacking on stuff and build and ship and learn because there's so much that you learn from just doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, reminds, it reminds me a lot of uh, you know, sort of two generations of this. One generation of this was mobile apps. There were a lot of uh, you know teenagers building and hacking on mobile apps around on the iPhone. And then um, sort of in, in my era, it was a, a lot of uh, sort of web development, right? It's like Young people that were building websites and, and web apps, you know, like in the early 2000s, mid 2000s before the iPhone. Um, and, and to me, it seems like the, the pattern is actually very consistent. Uh, people go out there and just explore, and you become um, very good at just writing code and, and understanding the platform really natively. And there's a lot of value in just doing that. Um, and one of the really good things you can do is actually just find people that are willing to uh, pay you to do a thing. Um, and if you can do that, then 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 at least at the very least, you know there's some economic value in what you're doing. Um, and it's a good way to learn from other people, right? If, if some business is willing to pay you to write some code to do a thing, um, until you have your intuitions honed about where to spend time, it's a pretty reasonable one to just say, I'll just work with people who are smart and are willing to pay me to do something. Um, and after you know a year or two, you actually can build some pretty good intuitions about, oh here's where the real value is, or here's where the really interesting stuff is happening. Um, and so yeah, I think you know, Just going out and building is is a a great place to start. And if you can actually find people who are willing to pay you to do some stuff, that's also a good thread to start to build some intuition about where there's real value being created um, because people are in need of of talent. Um, Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think it's such a great opportunity. And I think this is because the barrier to entry is so low with crypto in terms of writing code and getting it out there. Yeah. I, I think it is really the first time since maybe the iPhone, you know, maybe 10, 12 years ago that you have that kind of a platform opportunity for, for new people and for young people to just come in and play. Um, and maybe before that, it was, you know, eight or 10 years or 15 years before that with with the internet. It's like, this, these kinds of platform shifts only happen every 10 or 15 years. And so when they happen, it's, it's a really, really great opportunity. So I would encourage anybody who is listening, who's young to just come in and start building and just start learning. Yep. Uh,
0: so, uh, how do you see crypto and Web3 uh, web space evolving further?
1: Yeah, well, you know, our, our thinking basically is that at a really high level, you kind of have this feedback loop. You know, like somebody creates some technology and that technology is really useful for something. And so you sort of from the technology, you get some killer app that emerges. And that killer app really stresses the technology and the infrastructure that's been built. But that killer app also brings in a lot of people it brings in money it brings in founders it brings in uh, developers Um, and so this capital and these builders and the the users all sort of come in and and they strain the system and then one of those uh developers or, or some group of them says you know what we should really make the infrastructure better and so then they start investing in the next generation of infrastructure and they get it out there and then that creates the next killer app right so you could argue like the first infrastructure was really sort of this like um the, the bitcoin chain and bitcoin the, the current the cryptocurrency was through sort of the first killer app and that brought in a lot of capital and that brought in a lot of people and it brought in developers and then some people started to say you know wouldn't it be great if you could actually program this stuff much more easily like writing bitcoin script is hard what if we made that easier and, and evolved that and so you know out of that came sort of smart contracting um infrastructure and ethereum and then out of ethereum came a killer app in my opinion the first one really DeFi, and the DeFi app brought in a lot of money and a lot of developers um and, and now we're improving the infrastructure even more. You're getting layer twos, you're getting better wallet support, you're getting interfaces to manage your assets, and, and you're starting to see fintech companies come in and try to have a view into DeFi for their customers. Um, and that's going to unlock the next generation of, of user experience and better infrastructure and more scalable and more usable infrastructure and next generation blockchains that are coming in, um, things like Near or Solana uh, or Celo or Polkadot. Um, and, and, and that's going to unlock the next generation of killer apps. And so we've really entered this flywheel, right? We've entered this positive feedback loop um thanks to really, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum and DeFi. And now you're starting to see more and more and more applications of it. Um and I think over the next decade, you know, as you do enough of those cycles, what will happen is we'll take all the best properties of this space, namely you can own your own data, it's private, um, you know, it's seizure resistant on the asset side. Um And we'll actually make the infrastructure better and better such that we'll actually eliminate many of the trade-offs. You won't have uh, the scalability challenges or the throughput challenges or the user experience challenges. And so 10 years from now, you will have an entirely new infrastructure that can do what the web does today. And all the developers will just be building on it. And so in effect, you know, crypto and Web3 will not be dissimilar from the Internet. It will just replace much of the Internet. Um, and, and maybe to the end user, you know, it may just be a trans, you know, transparent change. Like they just, all of a sudden they're just using applications and they don't even realize that they're using a Web3 application. Um, but it's a pretty big shift, right? For users to be able to, to own the data and for businesses to not get deplatformed. We see that all the time on the app stores or from payment networks, if like they just shut you down. Um, and so I think it's gonna happen, uh, you know, it's already, I think, just starting to be technically possible to piece a lot of these things together. Um, but I think over the next five years, you'll see more and more developers actually doing it. And I think between five and 10 years from now, you'll actually see the applications that really break out that are actually usable, that are really, really good. Um, and, and the end user won't even realize that it's Web3. Um, and, and so I think in about a decade, they're actually crypto and Web3 won't be any dissimilar from the Internet. It'll just be the same thing as far as the end user is concerned. Great
0: to know this like truly exciting times like What makes a great project? Uh, What makes a great crypto project?
1: Um, You know, we we kind of look at um, three things. We look at um, the technology, you know, there has to be something real there of of value, uh, ultimately. Um, The team, because you ultimately have, you know, you need people who are going to create value and you need people who are committed to it for some reason. Um, And you need a great community. Um, You need, you know, some set of people who are around the the utility and the thing that is being created who really believe in what they're what the community uh, is doing um and so you know we look at we look at roughly those three things like is there real technology here is there really a team that can they can continue to to build and make this better and then we look at is there a real community here is there some set of values or, or some things that people believe that um you could uh you could see sort of having a life, right? It, it, that, that's really the energy, that's, that's what creates the sustainability in the project. That, you know, you can't have a build-it-and-they-will-come approach, you, you have to have an active community of people who really believe um, in some set of values and, and are you know, using the technology uh, as a way to sort of make their, their values come to life. Um, so those are usually the three things that we're looking at in a really great project. And I would argue all of the, the durable, like the truly the things that are gonna be around for 10, 20, 30 years, have really real technology excellent teams and a, and a very real and honest community um, and I think if you're missing um, any one of those three it likely is not going to actually be sustainable for you know maybe, maybe through one hype cycle you know like maybe through one football market but but it won't survive on the other side like it won't come back
0: uh, yes so uh last question uh can you share a bit about uh electric capital
1: yeah absolutely um so electric is a is a crypto focused vc firm uh we invest in companies we invest in token networks um you know primarily early stage um we've invested in um in, in a number of early projects that have, have gone to be successful uh, over the years um you know, electric capital.com is our website you can, you can go check it out um you know our our perspective is really that um at the earliest stages, when you're starting uh, a crypto protocol, uh, whether it's, um, you know, DeFi protocols or NFT or layer ones, all areas where we invested, um, you know, the, the kind of support that you need is a little bit different, um, and and you really want to go to people who understand um, these things and have seen, you know, brand, you know, from inception to launch and token distribution, um, you know, these ideas, or people who've actually built real businesses before and hired people. And so the kind of partner that you want in the earliest stages there they're not that many people in crypto who have actually themselves started companies and scaled them and sold them who have worked at big tech companies who have actually been through um you know two crypto cycles and and sort of seen the ups and the downs and and been on the um you know the the edge of defining how a lot of these these protocols can can work and how the communities can work um and so it's a relatively small number of people today still i mean in the grand scheme of things if you compare it to general venture investing or private equity or you know, the public markets, we're still very, very early. And so really, there's a handful of people you could go to. Electric is one of them. Um, and so that's what we love to do. We love to work with people when it's one person or two people and they have an idea um, and we give them their first check. Um, you know, we, we do anywhere from uh, one to $10 million checks is sort of our sweet spot. Um, and, um, and so we love that early stage. We love sort of co-creating things and, and being sounding board and helping people think through of what the product even is. Um, and we do it for, like I said, we do it for sort of all forms of crypto, NFT, DeFi, um, traditional more FinTech kinds of things, more marketplace applications, picks and shovels businesses. Um, and if anybody's interested, you know, we're, we're at electric capital.com. We're pretty easy to find.
0: Awesome. Uh, thank you so so much, Avichal for being on the Gut Show. I had a great time talking
1: to you. Like hope to talk, talk to you soon. Likewise. Thank you for having me guys.